Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Serious XM progress. Congratulations on making it through another week of what the fuck fatigue in this country. My goodness, you know what what the fuck fatigue is. You understand we're supposed to be in the era of the great unclenching. We survived Trump. We survived COVID. We're supposed to be kind of unclenching those body parts that seized up when Trump was first elected. You know what I mean. Maybe it's the back of your neck and your shoulders. Maybe it's your jaw. Maybe it's your sphincter. Maybe it's your fists. But your body was supposed to unclench when old man Joe took over in 2021 has not been the case. They continue to test us. There is no great unclenching. We are still dealing with the nonstop assault on our outrage circuits. That is what the fuck fatigue. We are here every night to bring good trouble to the right wing bubble to remind you, no, 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 it's okay. You're not crazy. The rest of the world is. Calm down. They want you to be feeling like you're crazy. That's how gaslighting works, brothers and sisters. We are here to be your sanity cast. Remember, sanity is the opposite of Hannity. And if we're all in this together, well, uh, then despair is privilege. You don't get to check out. Take a break now and then. Get away from the news for the weekend, but we need you in this fight. As long as the New York Times is reporting it's Trump-Biden 43 to 43 percent a year out, you know the media wants their trump size ratings back. And no one, and I mean no one, is going to come save democracy. Joe Biden will not save it. Jack Smith and Merrick Garland riding a tandem bike will not save it. Barack Obama's not. Michelle Obama, Gavin Newsom, Look, the hair's fantastic. He's not saving democracy and neither is batman or gandhi or jesus it's up to you we are the ones we've been waiting for don't account on the media the media is not here to fight for democracy god bless it i love the media i work in it i enjoy it i consume it ravenously but they're not here to help democracy they're not here to help you they're here to satisfy their shareholders they're here for profit they're here for ratings and eyeballs and clicks and donald trump is crack for the media that we love so much. You gotta remember, we, when someone you love is an addict, or not even someone you love, someone you live with, that's the media, you live with them, okay? When they're an addict, what do you do? You can't give up on them, and you can't let them make their bullshit a reality. So that's why Progress is here with so many great shows, plus hours. In the words of George Carlin, let's do a fucking show. <laughs> um, and what a week we've just survived. Another 
Donald Trump criminal indictment with a not guilty plea. Another criminal whistleblower for Hunter Biden completely falling apart. Another threatening threat from Trump to withhold promised aid to Ukraine unless he gets a showy bullshit investigation of Joe Biden that would only help Trump win an election. Yeah, every word I just said in that sentence, I could have said four years ago. It happened again. Another episode of Ron DeSantis trying to be more racist because he thinks that'll help him be president. And yet another example of Rudy Giuliani being a sloppy, messy sexual predator. You know, I, I, I think of some of the great sexual predators in politics, you know, I'm going back, guys chasing John Tower, chasing a secretary around a desk, you know, the icons, those images we grew up with, these lecherous old men using and abusing the power of their station on impressionable young women. But what Rudy's accused of doing, and apparently his former assistant has tapes, it's so gross. The things the things he's already said that are out there in the world are so gross. I'm not going to say them on this show. And we do disgusting things on this show. We've had Chris Christie on this show, but we're not going to say what Rudy said. But again, this week, more Trump indictments, more Rudy being a lech, more Hunter Biden lies falling apart in D.C., more Trump withholding aid or trying to withhold aid from Ukraine to hurt Biden, more DeSantis being racist. Jesus Christ on a pogo stick. I am so bored of reruns. This strike. Oh, I blame the strike for all of it. Last night. On both Fox News and Newsmax, Trump attorney John Lauro. Yes, that's right. They somehow managed to get Donald Trump's attorney on both Fox News and News. Maybe maybe he's got the old jetpack John McCain used to do to do every single Sunday morning show. But last night, John Lauro, <laughs> the latest winged monkey <laughs> to be screaming about a witch hunt, offered a defense of Donald Trump's January 6th behaviors and words that um, you tell me, I think this kind of. I think this kind of justifies the charges. Give a listen. What President Trump said is, let's go with option D. Let's just halt. Let's just pause the voting and allow the state legislatures to take one last look and make a determination as to the as to whether or not the elections were handled fairly. That's constitutional law. That's not an issue of of criminal activity. (laughs) Okay, what he was doing, actually, in, in reality on this side of the upside down, uh, what he was doing was trying to delay the certification of votes and using the terrorist attack his supporters were waging on your capital to buy himself some time. He was doing it like during the actual attack. He was on the phone working Republicans and trying to get Mike Pence to go along with the lies. Trump watched TV. I mean, the indictment says he exploited the violence on January 6th and resisted all the pleas from his aides and his supporters to speak out. The document reads, when advisors urged the defendant to issue a calming message aimed at the rioters, the defendant refused, instead repeatedly marking that the people at the Capitol were angry because the election had been stolen. (laughs) So that's what Trump did. He knew there was no evidence of fraud. He knew he was lying, but he was enjoying it and he used it, used the violence to try to help him steal the election. He personally reinserted the language attacking Pence into his January 6th speech. We learned that. And we also learned from the indictment that many of his loyalists were really down for the possibility of widespread violence and even suggesting martial law. The only question is, who's going to be indicted from that list of six? I, I, I Or who's going to flip, right? Rudy, all eyes are on you. 
But we know that during and after the violence at the Capitol, Trump and Rudy kept pressuring people like Tommy Tuberville, who we'll talk about in a second, and Mike Lee to delay certification. In fact, uh, it's been known that Trump called Tommy Tuberville on January 6th, but apparently he accidentally dialed Mike Lee, which is very funny. But um, they kept pushing the lawmakers to delay the certification process during and after the worst of the violence in our capital, and none of those lawmakers are named in the indictment. At 6.01, when Trump urged the rioters to go home in love and peace, at 6 o'clock, through AIDS, one minute before, he was trying to reach two senators on the phone. Giuliani placed calls to five congressmen and one senator. And at the same time, co-conspirator number six was trying to track down phone numbers for six more senators. And Chris, we're going to find out soon if number six is that friend of ours that we know uh, from back in the day. It's great when people, you know, at Sirius XM make the big time, isn't it? Now, um, I want to play you really quick because we're not just going to make it all about Trump. But here's another Trump attorney, Lindsey Halligan, offering a raft of excuses for Donald Trump's plight. Uh, everything except Donald Trump's fault, from Biden crime family shenanigans to Mike Pence to an unfair justice system. Every time something negative comes out about the Biden family, Donald Trump (laughs) gets indicted. Three indictments in four months. How can President Trump be expected to prepare for all of these trials at one time while simultaneously ensuring his right to a speedy trial in each case? It's practically impossible. And everything that President Trump did was with the advice of counsel. Uh, Mike Pence uh, is, he's an attorney. And at no point did he ever tell President Trump that what President Trump was asking him to do was criminal behavior. So he just said it wasn't legal. uh, In this case is to to get the case out of DC. There's a 0% chance of President Trump getting an impartial jury in a city where 92% or more of voters voted against him in the 2020 election. Additionally, this judge is clearly biased, in my opinion. She needs to recuse herself, and she won't, so she will need to be recused. As opposed to, I don't know, uh, Clarence Thomas. <laughs> as opposed to three ju- As opposed to Judge Aileen Cannon, who Donald Trump gave the job to, who will be trying his case in Florida. Only in America can a corrupt president have his case tried by someone he hired for the job. Now, um, you, you heard what she said. It's a common line you'll be hearing for the next few months. You ever notice that every time there's a new scandal about the Biden crime family, Trump gets indicted again? That's not how it works, children. And these lawyers probably know it, but they're counting on the same thing Trump and DeSantis count on, that the voters are dumb. It hasn't failed them. It's not that every time there's a new accusation about the Bidens, Trump gets indicted. No, it's every time Trump's about to get indicted, the right-wing media machine vomits forth a new bullshit smear about the Biden family. It happened again this week with their star witness. We got the transcript of Devin Archer's testimony, and there's nothing in there remotely suggesting the Biden family did anything criminal or that Joe Biden did anything criminal. Liberals say investigate everyone, but again... Lindsey Halligan said how everything President Trump did was with the advice of counsel. Rudy, that's them saying they're going to blame you. Are you going to let Donald Trump put you away? I mean, it's really hard to get the kind of booze you like in prison. I can't wait for these lawyers to flip. I Every day of this, I just say, my God, I if only our grandparents had just fucking arrested and tried Nixon. 
There were other things that happened this week. Labor market added uh, 187,000 jobs in July. The unemployment rate fell to 3.5. And employers are having to throttle back on new jobs because there aren't enough workers to fill them. We saw Justice Elena Kagan give her support for a new ethics code for the Supreme Court. Just a little bit of a different take than Sam Alito had. Today... Did you see the news about what happened in uh, in Union Square, New York City? I got here to the beautiful Hollywood studios and and Russell, who's running the boards, and Chris were both telling me about this this Twitch streamer who promised fans a free PlayStation 5 game console. And thousands of people flooded to New York's Union Square, snarling traffic, subway delays, a huge police response. I don't think anybody was hurt, but the images on TV are crazy. Oh, also, you know what happened this week? The credit rating agency Fitch downgraded America's credit rating from AAA to AA+, which is fine if you're a ball team or a battery, but um, they cited after year after year of debt ceiling fights and these near-miss government showdowns, and of course, January 6th. Again, every time they downgrade America's credit rating, it's always because of Republicans. You wouldn't know that from Republicans. Uh, Coach Tommy Tuberville who my notes say is a senator. Oh, yeah, that's right. They got rid of the civil rights hero to have a douchebag um, who is attacking your military every day. Again, for the first time in over 100 years, your Marine Corps does not have a commandant. And it's because of this mediocrity from Alabama. He tweeted, for the second time ever, the United States' credit rating has been downgraded. The first time was under Joe Biden's watch as VP. This is what happens when you spend money you don't have and exercise zero fiscal discipline. Thanks, at Joe Biden. Now, being a grotesque liar, Tommy doesn't say that Fitch downgraded our credit rating, and it's in the article, which he had a link to in his tweet. They downgraded our credit because of Trump's January 6th terrorists and Republican debt limits stunts. And when he talks about how the t- this happened again was under Joe Biden's watch as VP. Yeah, because I, I know y'all realize that the vice president has all power over how our economy is conducted. Um, that happened under President Obama in response to the Republicans shutting down the government. Remember that, Ted Cruz? See, being a liar, Tommy doesn't say this. And being illiterate, Tommy's voters won't know or care. There's other stuff that happened. But we're still where we've been. For the past eight years, watching the party of Lincoln become the party of the Confederates as they have spent decades lopping off the top of the middle class, cutting taxes for the wealthy, cutting regulations on polluters, hoping the money will trickle down enough to the middle class and building up a low information white nationalist voting bloc that's so ignorant and powerful, they turned around and rebelled against their master and handed the entire party to a bloated, racist, conman gas bag from Queens. And we, the rest of us, are stuck in this, hoping and praying our democracy can survive this level of weapons-grade stupid. For the third time in four months, <laughs> the former host of Celebrity Apprentice was pulled into a courtroom, charged with felonies that could land him years in jail, but only because of shit he actually did. In this case, the schemes to uh, steal your presidential election in 2020. And the judge warned Trump not to speak about the case with other witnesses, which might be kind of complicated. Um, A lot of those witnesses work for him. But again, Trump used it as a fundraising exercise. He posted on his website, Filth Social, I need one more indictment to ensure my election. Did you notice there were no big crowds there? Yesterday, not like it was in Miami, not like it was Miami had kind of tepid crowds. The first indictment in New York had pretty big crowds. It almost seems like these things are drawing fewer and fewer 
fans with each state fair appearance. Uh, I mean, many anti-Trump protesters were there. And this is the place where hundreds of January 6th defendants have been sentenced for their crimes. And Donald Trump was treated like any American accused of a crime. They made him and his attorneys wait more than 20 minutes in the court before a magistrate arrived to hear the president's not guilty plea. The magistrate judge addressed him as Mr. Trump, which apparently really pissed him off from multiple sources. He likes to be called Mr. President. He pays the escort extra to have her address him thusly. But of course, you know, I mean, that's I don't want to talk about that's all. Donald Trump can only get aroused at this point by having as part of his foreplay. The escort has to read the Dred Scott decision. It's 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 awkward. But they're now calling for the whole trial to be held in West Virginia, which is very Republican and very white and very friendly to Trump. They're calling for the trial to be held in West Virginia, not our nation's capital, where the crime was committed. Democrats are calling for the trial to be televised, which I think it should be. I think all trials should be. I think the Supreme Court should be on TV. I think execution should be on TV. We pay for it. Let us see what we're investing in. Here's House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Uh, How does he feel about the really, really strong evidence in the indictment? He's really sure that the hammer's going to fall on Joe Biden any day now. Listen to this man tap dance for fools who already hate him and will hate him in spite of this. No, I don't play anything based upon an election. Um... The only thing that gets sped up is when an IRS agent, which we didn't go out and look, come for us and give us this information. Or now that you have the business partner come forward and contradict exactly what the president has said. So we no, just we follow wherever the information takes us. That's all we're doing. They say whatever they want because they won't be challenged on Fox or Newsmax and the low information, non-critical thinking base eats it all up and believes it until the story is never mentioned again. That's how it is. But I'm curious what's going to happen to Donald Trump now that he was told not to discuss the case with any witnesses without lawyers present, because we're talking about like, I mean, in, in Donald Trump's criminality, we're talking about his own lawyers. We're talking about his assistants. We're talking about his 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 pool boy at his retirement home in Florida. I mean, it's a vast pool of potential douchebag witnesses in his inner circle, deeply involved in his campaign and people he's paying as well. I mean, we talked about this last month when he was charged with uh, illegally stealing and hiding and lying about the records at Mar-a-Lago. In that case, there was a back and forth uh, where the judge said, you can't talk to your co-defendant, your valet, Walt Nauda. Then they said, well, you can talk to your co-defendant, just not about the case. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Nauda was with him in D.C. holding his umbrella. Walt, Walt, I, I, I don't have time to come to you and explain to you how to be a man. Just, just, he's paying for your lawyers, and he ain't going to prison for you. Um, on Fox News, Marge Green told my old buddy Larry Kudlow, she'd be fine voting for a Trump incarceration ticket, no problem. The Biden diversion may not be working. Oh, it's not going to work. I'll tell you right now, Larry, I'll vote for President Trump, even if he's in prison, because he's an innocent man. and He's the only man that can save this country from the communist regime that we find ourselves under. Yes, yes. Communist. Yes. Boy, you know, if there's one thing that's pissed me off about Biden, it's it's how he's tried to abolish public property and how he keeps insisting that workers control the means of production. Oh, my God. And again, she doesn't believe it. None of them believe it. Larry Kudlow doesn't believe it. This is all a pantomime. This is all cosplay. They do this for the white people watching to get angry about stuff. Meanwhile, you know, Let's Go Brandon has been MAGA's 
limp, flaccid little taunt for a while. Uh, the dark Brandon thing, when that first began, I thought, okay, it's cute. You're playing the same game. By Then Biden started mentioning dark Brandon. And then yesterday, the day of Trump's indictment, Biden releases a campaign video where it's him drinking out of a dark Brandon mug. Uh, it's catching on. This old man is kind of getting hip. I don't know how I feel about this, but merchandise featuring the dark Brandon thing now accounts for more than half of the sales from the president's campaign store. So good for you guys there. If that helps you pull in more small dollar donors. okay. Um, but the really good news, because it's not all gray, these two uh, Tennessee Democrats who were expelled from their Republican controlled house over their gun control protest. Representative Justin Pearson and Representative Justin Jones won back their legislative seats. This was the story of yesterday for me. They became real heroes after they were just expelled and they got reelected in a special election yesterday. They're getting ready to return to Nashville later this month for a special session, hopefully to address changing the very lax gun safety laws. They're not going to make a huge dent. It's incredibly dominated by Republicans. But what a victory. And it goes to show that every time they want to bully people. You can turn those people into heroes. So the next hearing in Trump's case is going to be August 28th. And that's where we'll find out when Tanya Chutkin, the Obama appointed judge who's going to preside, will find out how open she is to a very speedy trial. I mean, they're trying the prosecutors to get a trial date in early 2024. But the D.C. case could be tried before the one in Miami. That's the one that judges hire Aileen Cannon has set for May. Could it happen that soon? We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with your calls. This is Progress. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. This is Sirius XM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. Richard in Texas, thank you for your patience. You're on Progress. So as a, as a historian, I've talked to you several times, and, and I love it when the Christian fundamentalists 
say things like, oh, we're a Christian nation. And I'm like, uh, Treaty of Tripoli. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, <laughs> thank oh, you. It's something that literally states that we're not a Christian nation in any way. Article 11, Article 11, ratified by George Washington, signed by John Adams, that the U.S. government is in no way based on the Christian religion. And and then they're like, well, the founders were, I'm like, Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the the Declaration, was an agnostic. George Washington, Mm -hmm. in many people's belief, including Jefferson, was a a non-believer. And even the famed Lincoln himself never belonged to a church. Yes, he believed in the Bible and could quote it. But that was because largely was the only book he had available. I mean, Jefferson literally cut and pasted the Bible at a time when cutting and pasting meant something and took out all the notions of Jesus's divinity and just preached his life and teachings just as a, a philosopher. And can you imagine a president today even being able to admit he owned a copy of that, much less had done it himself? It's ridiculous. It's it, but but they're. John, they're not, and you say this right, they're not interested in the truth of the Scripture. And yeah. I've said this, you you do claim, you claim not to, to be a Christian, and I respect that. No, 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 Richard, I don't say that. I say I aspire to be a Christian. That's how I feel about being a liberal, too. I, I don't claim to be one, I aspire to be one. But what you truly hold in your heart is the core of the message of Christ's gospel, okay? I hope so. And you live it. No, no, you don't. You do. I've, I've I listened hope, I, to you I enough that you do, because you love your brother. Because in First John it says, he, if someone says, I love God, and then says he hates his brother, he is a liar. Yeah. And, and Paul asks, how can you love God you have not seen yet hate your brother who you have? Yeah. When this, this, this Greg Abbott down here is willing to let people die in a river... Yeah. Because he's such a good Christian. That's right. And, and welcome the stranger. Killed. Welcome the stranger is commanded in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. It is the only law in the entire Bible about immigration. And more more importantly, as descendant of Ashkenazi Jews, I'm going to say this. It, it spoke directly to me when God said, welcome them into your because when you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Yes. So I, I, Leviticus. I, I, I think I say this, oh, they love Leviticus when it's only one certain verse. Oh, if you can beat up the gays, they'll love some Leviticus. But welcome the stranger, get that shit away from me. I'm New Testament. Yeah, yeah. And, and and my father, who is one of them, when I say to my father, I'm like, do you support, like, welfare? Do you support WIC? He's like, oh, the Bible says he who, who does not work does not eat. And I said, well, yeah, that's bullshit. Also, and Jesus also took people on his, his right and left shoulders. Yeah, but you got to tell your uncle that's that's not what the Bible says. I hear it all the time. That that's what Paul said, speaking past yeah. tense about Thessalonians yeah. who thought the world was coming to an end in the apocalypse, so they stopped going to work. That's what Paul was yeah. talking about. It's not God or Jesus saying you don't work, you don't eat. But again, these folks, Richard, they haven't read the Bible. I ask all the time. They say to me, "Well, the Bible says uh, teach a man the fish, and he and he'll eat for a life. If you give a man a fish, he eats for a day." And I'm like, no. That's Confucius. Never. My God, you morons. Yeah, that, you that, morons. That, uh, that, that's, that, that's never even spoken in the Bible. And, and Christ himself said, most importantly, one of his great commandments was, they will not, they, he didn't say they will know you are my followers by the fact that you thump Bibles and hate gay people and, and stick up for <laughs> He says, they will know you are my followers by your love for one another. 
But wait, no, no. What if I'm really shitty to migrants? I'm really sh- I, I, I'm really cruel to migrants and trans children. God's got to like me for that, right? I'm pretty sure I, I, you know, I would hear Jesus say, did I stutter? No, love. <laughs> okay. You know, love, love, the, he breaks it down to love thy, uh, thy God and love thy brother. It's not yeah. very difficult. And I, it, you know what? It's hard. It really is not easy. But that's what we're supposed to do. And that's why exactly. when people go, well, why do you support, you know, when, when you want to see the difference between how migrants are treated by us liberals versus those conservatives, when they're sitting and being lied to in Santa Martha's Vineyard, they sat there and served them hot food in That's Martha's right. Vineyard because That's it's right. the right thing to do. Not, not, not for nothing, though. Not for nothing, though. Uh, let, let's let's take the moment to just say under this administration, uh, those migrants are sitting in Mexico trying to make an app work so they can buy a plane ticket to come here for their hearing unless they miss it. We're we're doing better than Trump, but we're not doing yeah, much better well, than Trump. So let's let you know, I'm not letting Biden off the hook for that. We can't let Biden off the hook because we have to be better. But, John, I, I'm going to say this. Keep doing keep doing the divine work. Because Thank you, sir. You're out here telling people why we're different. We're different because we we. I don't care if it's some child I'll never meet. I don't want him hungry, right on. Or her hungry. I God want them you. with a full belly of food and a roof over their head. I don't care. Thank you, Richard. You are a uh, truly decent man, and 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 again, you're like Bernie, showing that some of the best Christians are actually Jews. So much respect to you. Um, but but uh, me, you. I don't claim to be a great Christian. I'm. I'm just a charming sociopath. That's all I can do. Richard, thank you so very much for the call. Let me go to Dave in Washington. Hi, Dave. Thank you for waiting on hold. Hey, John, can you hear me? Hey. I sure can. What's up? No, not too much. Hey, you know, um, look, have you ever heard the, uh, you know, Roger Ailes did that? Um, well, actually, he didn't write it. But did you ever hear, see the book, The Loudest Voice? I know. Of I haven't read it. Uh, I haven't a, read it. But. Yeah. It's about, it's about Roger Ailes. And check this out. You had a guy call in a couple of weeks ago, or maybe just last week. But anyways, he said something, and you sort of agreed with him, and it's been stuck in my crawl ever since. He said— What did I, what did that, I do a few weeks ago? <laughs> well, to you, you just sort of agreed with him. He said okay. that, um, he said that uh, what Russia is doing in Ukraine is nothing— the barbarity, I guess. It's nothing compared to what we did, uh, you know, the royal we, you know, what we did in Iraq. All right. Now, look, I, um, it was, I, I, I've, con- I, I've actually, I've compared what, what Putin is doing to what Bush did a, a lot. I, I've been talking about the similarities between those two illegal, amoral invasions, but go on, please. Well, yeah. And, and, and here's, here's the thing, man. Um, there is, you know, I said it in, in, in the usual, you know, Bob's voice. He said it in a very um, passive-aggressive way, right? It's going to be right because I'm saying it loud, right? And in 2006, when Israel and Lebanon did a war, that's when I changed my whole attitude towards the military. All right, I was approaching retirement, though, so I'm not a really brave guy. But anyways, bottom line is, after there's a V-bid in Iraq, and a, you know some U.S. servicemen died, and, and of course, um, but anyways, the, the, the colonel at the time. Uh, he just kind of yawned, no big deal. And then he started talking about the proteins he was taking at the gym. And here's what I noticed. Everyone yeah, where are we going, Dave? Activated. 
Well, where we're going is, is um, look, man, there is basically no comparison whatsoever between what Russia is doing and what the United States does. And as far as no comparison talk, between no comparison between Putin invading a smaller country that never attacked him for resources and Bush invading a smaller country that never attacked us for resources. No comparison to you. No, nah, we all right. Look, for better or worse, right or wrong, two different uh, invasions based on lies. No, right. no comparison for you. There, 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 there are rules. There are rules with the U.S. military, right? And there, and, and, and we don't. Yeah, well, there's rules with our Constitution. Only Congress is allowed to declare war. We haven't done that legally in 82 years. Right, and well, here's my main point. My main really point quick, is a lot of young people, a lot of young people are starting to believe that, that Trump and these Republicans are very averse to war. They, they really just yeah, want to I focus know. on what's at home and, you know, get out of foreign wars and let's, I know. you know, let's, let's not get involved with Russia it's and Ukraine. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Because really, the, the big solution to everything you talk about, and, and, and the solution from their point of view, is to um, do war against, you know, and like I told the t- call screener, a Muslim country, but it's not just limited to Muslim countries. Yeah, uh, Dave, you're right. Countries. I got I, I to run, but I, I agree with everything you're saying, because it, it, it's very, very true. And what we're witnessing here is uh, the Republicans who are claiming to be anti-war and calling Joe Biden a warmonger and saying that we're warmongering and starting World War III, these are the same people that called you un-American and a terrorist because you didn't want to do Bush's illegal, evil fucking war. And again, these are the people that still want to keep feeding the military-industrial complex. They've been groomed to simp for Putin. The people who are being anti-war are criticizing Joe Biden. The Tucker Carlson's out there don't have the manhood or the morality to actually go after Putin, who literally believes that Ukraine doesn't exist as a country. Jeff in Virginia, thank you for waiting. You're on SiriusXM. How you doing, John? How are you, sir? All right. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm going to agree with most of what you said. I think that uh, evangelical fundamentalism has, when it when it creeped into the politics under Farwell and that whole thing back then, um, to me, you can't mix the pure gospel with politics. You can't get up there and be a well you can but you know what in my opinion uh to me they're separate you know i mean if i'm speaking to someone about the gospel you know i'm not necessarily going to bring up politics it's the mixing i understand that but but that's but that's your right to do as you approach but but jeff if someone tells me the lie that jesus is against abortion i'm going to tell them the truth that jesus is actually against the death penalty because they're already doing it to spread lies, Jeff. Right. Hey, look, I uh, look. You know, I agree with you on these fundamental things. I don't yes, think sir. it's a big deal to have the uh, in God we trust. I mean, uh, I don't think it's a big deal either. As long as, long fathers, as we don't, <laughs> but as long as we don't bullshit the that it's anti-constitution. Okay, they, they were, were but they, they all signed. Yeah, but they all agreed on the same constitution. They all agreed right. that the government the government can't pick an official religion. So again, okay. again I don't think it's a big deal either, and but we I can't pretend that it's not unconstitutional. I'm with you. But like you said, uh, when I was in high school, I still uh, shared with people on campus, even though technically it was against the rules when I was going to high school, 
you couldn't have a Bible in, in the class, but I brought mine anyway. They didn't wow. say anything, you yeah. know, because that is my constitutional right. Now, to force, I agree with you, to force it and everything, I think you go back to what Jesus said. He said, pray for your enemies, pray for those that despitefully use you, and 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 love love you basically said love your enemies don't yeah. be a, a floor mat i mean look if someone i'm not going to be a floor mat mm-hmm. yet i'm going to also be considerately enough in my mind and heart to try to bring people with that that agape love now yeah. i know that might seem that that is a is a high standard but if I can be a good witness in God's eyes to to men, to women, then I think I'm doing what's right. And right on, I'm with you. It's just been it's it's just been, you know, you know what I'm saying about the politics. Yeah. It's been shoveled together like it, it's like I'm mixing. You know, they get up there. I'm a Christian. This and that. I'm pro-life. This and that. Vote for me. And if you yeah. vote for me, I'm going to change everything. No, they're not. They're not going to change George anything. W. Bush. I mean, George W. Bush said that God oh told God. him to invade Iraq. He said God told him. <laughs> so, I mean, they're going to keep on abusing the Bible, and, and we well, got to call them out. But I, I, I don't know about I Jesus know as a are, doormat, but I don't know about Jesus as a doormat, but he is the guy who says if someone sues you and tries to take your cloak, give them your coat as well. Right. And he said, don't fight back. Not big on self-defense either. The well, Jesus. You, you, you know I, I love your your attitude and your heart and then i'm going to give you, you a lot of things on that and uh thank so you. fantastic we got to hit our break jeff but i appreciate your call thank you so very much um my work as a charming sociopath is not done quick break we'll be right back with more of your calls our panels in the next hour this is progress delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. Now comes our favorite time on the show, The Non-Experts, where we bring together our favorite people who don't have to be smart, don't have to be funny. They just have to be smarter and funnier than me. And that's a very, very, very wide pool. People, will you please welcome back to the show one of our favorite people, one of our best friends, 
Miss Jody Hamilton, who has become executive producer of the Stephanie Miller Show since her last appearance. Um, Jody has uh, garnered several Telly and Aurora awards for her efforts and won Emmy nominations so far. She um, does the From the Bunker podcast, which I love, and she is one of the sharpest knives in the shed. If you're mixing metaphors when it comes to all things political, Jody, I haven't seen you since you became the Mac of Stephanie Miller. Welcome Hi. back. Hi. Hi. How's how tired are you? I'm so tired. Jody, do you realize today? You're on the first show of the rotation on Sirius XM Progress, and you're on the last live programming of the at, entire day. At least I'm not in New York, because it would be so much later. If you were in New York, yeah, you'd be even more tired right <laughs> yeah, now. I would be. I was there two days ago, and I'm exhausted from yeah, it, so yeah. I, yeah. How has it been? It's been so exciting watching you take the reins, and, and I mean, is Stephanie brutal? Is, is she being abusive? She's the, really, the whip is the whip, out. Yeah, the pills, right? The no, pills are still so a thing. Many, yeah, so many, so many. I understand. So, so many. depression, and she, she yeah. you know, there's it's there's just, all kinds just, of like, no. yeah. Uh, but, but are you having fun? I am. I mean, for years, it was when Chris first left. Yeah. I was like, it's not me mm-hmm. and then 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 the other producers left and still not me was mm-hmm. the joke for like 10 years <laughs> and then it was like oh now it's me what did i sign up for yeah every day is a lot and having to be with stephanie and chris every day is a lot well, um, <laughs> how is your how is just how has your life changed since this became your new thing because you have to get up at what 2 a.m 3 a.m uh, about quarter to three. Oh my god that's like uh, that's... just so that I can get the overnight news. Yeah. Wow. And so you 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 make the trek and and how is your how's Lonnie? Is he still is he still speaking to you? S- sort of. No. Okay. Um, no. I mean we we we've been getting up at four o'clock in the morning for years anyway. Oh. So it's not that oh, much earlier. Okay. You're already one of those superior people who's we're a just person. weird. Yeah. And um because we had the cat that passed away and yes. then we got two new kittens and so they're actually they're sleeping through the night by the way. Like as soon as they're done at eight p.m. running around the bedroom, yeah. like doing the motor speedway, yes. Then they pass out <laughs> until like four a.m., which is great. How old are your kittens? Four months. So how long did you wait between losing your cat and not getting long kid? enough? I, he wanted them in a minute. I, you know what? I, I used to be against that. I'm like, no, I'm Catholic. I need to wear black and grieve for a year. And Charmy was like, no, fuck that. We're getting a new cat right now. No, I and mean it's that's so good. That was Lonnie. I mean, there's our, a cat out there or a dog that needs a home, and you can do it right now while you're grieving and grieve by giving love, right? I I understand that, but it was like he was like because he, he was more depressed than I was because we had her for eight years, yeah, and she moved in with us. She picked us, mm. and uh, there was no. Uh, we had our dogs had been gone for a long time. We'd been babysitting and taking care of other people's animals for years, and then this cat just moved in, and then she got cancer, and in a month she died. Wow! It was this bad mouth cancer that cats can get. Mm-hmm. Don't let your cats outside. It happened to me last it's month. Terrible. I, had, I got. I had the tumor. We, we we found out the cat had the tumor the same day we got approved to adopt the kittens. Because I wanted to have three cats at once. Because right. I'm, I'm a I'm a gay couple, so right. I wanted three cats. Absolutely. Um, but it, but instead, uh, it and as soon as we got the diagnosis, and a month later, he was gone. Yeah, she she had it in her mouth, and it just was this bad tumor, and then it was in her neck and everywhere, like overnight, practically. I mean, she was. She, we noticed she wasn't eating. Oh, and no. took her in, and then boom. And I've never seen an oncologist almost cry before. Really? Yeah, she was very sad. She goes, this is the cancer that when we find any sort of new treatments for cancer, that's the cancer we go for because it's the most aggressive form of cancer for cats. And it's in their mouth. And it's usually cats that go outside, and she was an outdoor indoor cat. And so keep your cats inside. Thank you. Just keep them inside. Okay. Um, and so we got these two little babies, Vinny and Daisy, and they're adorable, and they're brother and sister. And they um, are... 
terrorists and yet adorable. <laughs> yes. My cats have always best been libertarians. There you go. And my cats are always, li- oh, look at this food that just arrived here magically because I'm so special and deserve it based on who I am. I made this food appear magically and I think I should have more. Thank you. You can go get me water now. Yes, yeah. please. My cats are libertarian dicks. You know who else is here today? Uh, someone who's done the show before, but I'm so happy to have her here in person. Uh, Mona Sheikh is a stand-up comedian, a host, producer of Minority Reports. You've read about her in Forbes, LA Times, Newsweek, The Guardian. She's at the Comedy Store, at Laughers, at the Laugh Factory. She became the first Pakistani female comedian to be selected for the Laugh Factory's Funniest Person in the World competition. And you're pretty busy these days, aren't you? I am. Thank um, you for having me. Thank you for being had. I want to. I want to hear about. To be I want to hear about Web three as a joke. Oh, you want to hear all about it? Um, yeah. I uh, before well, I get into you're just so busy on so many fronts. I, you know, I'm just trying to keep myself busy. Well, everyone knows about the uh, union strikes. Yes, you yes. know, I'm a SAG member, Writers Guild. Same all here. That. Yeah, right. It's, Same uh, here. It's a mess, so you just have to stay busy. How are you? How are you handling the strike? It's you know, it's rough. Like I've been out picketing, and yeah. um, you know, I'm uh, actually in the middle of having a conversation with SAG to put together. They're having theme days, so I want to put together a stand-up comedy. Day, oh, and I want to bring great. out my oh, comedian nice, friends. Nice. And we're going to do roasts off each one of the studios. I love it. Let me know if it's in August because I've been a member for many, many years. Okay, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I would love for you to come out and do some. So that's what I'm putting together. Nice. That's yeah. fun. I, I think it would be fantastic. Um, Who would have thought in 2023 that artists and comedians and celebrities would be the leading figures of organized labor in this country. I mean, Fran Drescher's speech oh, man. got more airplay than any union leader has ever gotten because she's the nanny. Wow. And I keep thinking, maybe, just maybe, because it's our great storytellers who are now on strike, average Americans can learn a lot about collective bargaining yep. and unions and Agreed. how workers need to get Absolutely. together. Agreed. We even had, um, at one point, there was like the nurse nurses union. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. came out and they they marched with us also. They, they picketed. Nice. Uh, outside one of the two. As well they should. As well, you know. So it's, uh, I I think it's like, I think it's a collective conversation that's happening. And, um, you know, I I think I've mentioned, uh, you know about this, uh, John, and I talk about this on my social media quite a bit is like comedians have no union. No union. And every few years people people have tried, but there's no protections, no unions, no controlling authority whatsoever. I feel like this time it's different. I don't know why I feel that way. I feel like social media is on our side. The conversation is much more prominent. But that's as union members that, that's for, what, and actors. That's as, what actors. As comedians, we're at the mercy of club owners still. You're right. And There's I think, some strippers that got unionized that's in right, the That's right, that's right, that's yep. right. In Germany, sex workers unionized, they as be. they Everybody really should, should here. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and, and they make way more money than we do. So well, <laughs> strippers, I, definitely. Yeah. We can go collectively bargain with some of them later if you want. I yeah. would I would love that. Um, you know, they're getting paid in dollar bills and we're getting paid in drink tickets, for God's right, sake. exactly. <laughs> and weed, for God's sake. That's what we I know the strip joint, in. by the way, I, to go there. <laughs> I got paid in weed for a gig in New York two months That's ago. That's what I'm talking I could, about. I got asked to go do a fundraising. They said, could you do a half an hour for this, these venture capitalist people who are selling weed, have a dispensary thing? I'm like, sure. The, I'm all into growth industries in America. The only safe growth industries are weed and tattoo removal. Sign me up. And they <laughs> I didn't. They paid us in in, 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 in flour. They paid us in, in blunts. And, and may 
I say VCs, shame on them. Shame on them. Shame on them. They mm-hmm. have so much money. Oh, yeah. yeah. How dare they? But that's the thing, right? I don't mind the Cap- weed, but give me some money, too. <laughs> Capitalism is here to ruin weed, and Big Pharma is here to turn it into a powder and make it a white pill. I'm yep. Listen, yeah, I, I'll take the weed any time of the day. I'm old enough. They, they literally, they, they ha- I'm like, oh, my wife's from Northern California. I guess I'll give this to her. I walk out of the place after doing my set, and I'm old enough to be paralyzed with right. fear because I have a giant pile of weed in my pocket and I'm on the subway. Totally understand it. Yeah. I'm old enough to remember that terror. Same here. Now it's like, oh God, I hope I get caught in the airport and like there's kids just holding their blunts. It's oh, just embarrassing. Oh, you want to hear a crazy story? So since Mona is a fan of the weeds, um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I had this bag where I carry my laptop and stuff. So last October, I had to make a trip to Pakistan, which is where I'm from, uh, to go visit my mom. And I did not somehow clean out my bag and didn't pay attention. Ooh. And Left. But you're not in the WNBA. No, I would love that. Okay. Or uh, going to Russia. Or yeah. going to Russia. <laughs> and where is Mona flying through? Saudi Arabia. <gasps> nice. So Mona has two giant joints in her bag <laughs> that go through security and they don't stop me. Nothing. I, so for some strange reason, I, I never get into my bag. Once I sit down, I sit down. I, I don't. This get is going to happen because Americans right. are going to get lazy because you can bring that on the plane now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I, uh, for some reason, I'm like, oh, let me. I, I need my charger or something. I go into my bag and I put my hand in, and I, my heart drops into my stomach, and I'm like, I am going to prison. It is over for me. I may no, hopefully. No, they treat women really well in that country. They I do. Oh, they, yeah, they, I mean, yeah. they're so I mean, listen, pro-women. maybe I'll find a husband that way. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Look, the bar is low here. Um, do, do, do our Muslim brothers and sisters have a stance on weed, or is it like the Christians, uh, the conservative ones are dicks and the liberal ones are okay? Well, when you go to the browner countries like Pakistan and Afghanistan, well, we have like the good stuff, the real good hushy stuff. Oh, thanks to the Taliban, yeah. oh, yeah. uh, I can finally get decent opium again. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fantastic, right? But not so much in Saudi Arabia, not so much in the Emirates and stuff, okay. not so much. So I, I land in Saudi Arabia, and they have to go you have to go through uh, security again so they're gonna scan your bags again because they have their own security right. oh dear so i'm like holy hell i gotta like fucking get this thing get rid of this before <laughs> i'm like end up in prison so i go to the bathroom and this lady keeps following me around while i'm trying to dump the weed <laughs> oh, nice. in the trash can like a freaking you know drug dealer over Beautiful. here Beautiful. so finally i take a bunch of toilet roll and i'm like pretending like i'm washing my hands and then i like roll it and i'm like walking looking around like the cameras aren't looking trying to be like less suspicious oh yeah finally dump it in the trash can make sure that my bag is entirely clean and there's no more weed in it <laughs> and finally i get through and uh no nobody's wife uh, did not get didn't get to be somebody's fourth they wife. are stricter <laughs> at disneyland than they are in saudi arabia yeah. oh yeah it's hardcore i mean you you get the death penalty oh my bag had a cavity search oh, i mean I'm my not, backpack i'm yeah. sure of it wow. yeah i mean you know i i, I could have been glad you're okay but thank you well i could have been could have had a husband and uh, <laughs> could have a husband. Didn't have to. Couldn't have. Didn't have to work again and get paid in weed. You know and, what? Uh, maybe you'll tickets. maybe you'll but get a no, chance. But no, Mona has to do the right thing. Maybe you'll get lucky and have a chance to go back and be one of someone's wives. You know, I uh, uh, that's the that's the, my mom would like. At least you have a husband now. So. <laughs> 
We are at 866-997-4748. And before we get to the news, I want to go to John uh, John Campbell, calling from California, because you've been on hold forever. John, thank you for your patience. Welcome. You're on Sirius XM. Hi. Um, so I was just calling in. Um, I caught a break this week, and I've been ranting and raving. I'm in the motion picture industry. I belong yeah. to three unions. I'm at the labor end of the of the scale, not at the right uh, acting end of the scale. Right on. And enjoy what I've been doing. I've been doing it for 29 years as a union member in three unions. And on July 1st, I uh, lost my insurance because the first time in 29 years I've ever had any kind of an issue because <sighs> I ran out of hours. Yeah. And yeah. and it was a technicality thing, mostly, and it's getting resolved and it's, it's happening. But I had to take last year off, take the whole year off, have three surgeries to basically repair um, the wear and tear from working in the business. Oh, God, and sorry. I got it all done and everything was successful. Everything was great. And um, But as I came, I had to go out to Texas to go visit the guy that did my uh, hip surgery for me. And right. as I was heading out there, I found out that my uh, insurance had been canceled. Oh, Man. my God. And the, and the way I found out was from the doctor's office calling me and saying, uh, we just found out your insurance has been canceled. How do you plan on paying for your your follow up visit? Because oh. it had been oh, a man. year since I'd had my surgery, and I'm sitting there going, you know, I started talking to my friends and I talked to other people, and a guy from Variety um, out of the blue called me up and he was like, he goes, I can't believe you're 29 years in an industry like the motion picture industry and you lose your insurance. That seems really strange it doesn't make any sense. no that's well, america that's yeah. america right, exactly. all of that's our cap none of our capitalist allies have this problem none of our capitalist allies exactly. have to have GoFundMes to pay for your kids bone marrow surgery mm -hmm. only us that that's american exceptionalism exactly. that was exactly what i was saying to him and i said you know the big thing i get everything that's going on with sag and the writers and ai i understand a hundred percent but the biggest thing that I'm learning at this point in this last eight months of trying to deal with my insurance and everything else, plus the strikes and everything that's going on, the biggest thing, and I think now that you're in California, I really think you need to talk to Gavin Newsom. We need right. single-payer, universal health care more than anything. Mm -hmm. And he hinted yes. about it. He hinted about it a couple years ago, and I was – I work around the country, and I, I live a lot in Texas. I'm ahead of the curve. I was out here in 2006, not like all the other people that have destroyed Austin and everything else. But <laughs> I really think, and I'm not kidding either. They, I mean, these people out here, when their no, property taxes go up a couple hundred bucks, I mean, it's the end of the world, I and know. it's really tough. And then they blame, you know, California and everything else. But he hinted around at universal health care in the state of California, and I said, you know what, if he does it, I'm going back permanent, and I'm never looking yeah. back. And he hinted around, but that was that was that's before he became a presidential contender. I don't think he'll. I, I don't. Th you'll yeah, have to wait until January of 2029 to hear him mention that again. And that's only if he gets inaugurated. Oh, I know, I know. But the thing was, the thing was, it's it's. I mean, I and I absolutely respect the collective bargaining. Obviously, I mean, I belong to the Teamsters and. The Teamsters, as um, you know, everybody's starting to find out, has become probably the most vocal as far as trying to get out there and get the word out as far as yeah. what's going on with labor and everything else. Yes. And we've got in our in our local 399 here, the Teamsters in Hollywood, we have one of the finest negotiators out there. And she gets up there in front of everybody, you know, Lindsay Doherty, and she just yeah. does her thing. And Sean O'Brien's the new, uh, he's running the international 
and it's just it's becoming one of these things where it's it's literally us versus the oligarchs. That's and right. You and your story industry, touches you look- on everything. Your story touches on labor, on health care. I, I mean, yeah. It, everything. Yeah. I'm and so sorry this is all happening to, people. to you. Yeah. Well, it's, but it's, it's I don't look at it that way. I look at it as this needs to motivate people. You know, I just yeah. turned 60 in May and I'm like, I've been living with this. I mean, I grew up in Chicago. I watch the teachers strike all the time. I watch the UAW. People are fighting for labor. And yep. people above them are just squashing us down. And it's the craziest yeah. thing in the that's world. It. And it's like that's if we why I'm had hoping universal health care, we wouldn't have to worry about it. Preach. Mm-hmm. John, Absolutely. I, thank you so yeah. much. Please please don't be a stranger and let us know how you're doing in the weeks to come. I hope this thing doesn't last forever. It's it's really a pleasure to hear from you. This is going to last forever, though, right? I mean, this is going to, this is, I, I just, everyone tells me the same story. They think the studios are just going to try to squeeze everybody until people are not able to pay their rents and and have to. Well, fold. I mean, like he is and others. If AI takes control of, say, actors in particular, yeah. there goes wardrobe, yeah. hair, yeah. makeup, yep. lighting. There's yeah. going to be no gaffers, jobs. I mean, gaffers, grips. Nobody, because you can't light this person, you can't clothe this person, you can't put makeup or do hair for even extras. So many jobs. So many jobs for one person on AI. Terrible. Let alone. You know, an entire cast. So that's ridiculous, and I'm against. AI needs to be uh, regulated like counterfeit money. Thank you. Know, you. Like money. Yes. It needs to be regulated like that because it's a counterfeit thing. It's not real. That's right. It's it's wrong. I it think can AI be useful, but it's wrong. I think AI should just stay in porn. Uh, I, agree. I agree with that. I'm yes. with you on that. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and deep not to as put well. not to put uh, porn stars out of work, but no, you know what? It's I mean, safer. No, I, I would. I'd be okay with that. Actually, yeah. putting yeah. Donald Trump's face on a few people in the right kind of, you know, I would love porn. that. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 oh, uh, my retina. Yeah. That that Atlanta stripper ass. Come on. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> So this week was in this week was uh, was was um, indictment week again. Uh, It was the Merry Christmas for those who celebrate. First indictment since the last one, right? And um, as you may have heard, he's been re-indicted, and it feels so good. Uh, Donald Trump (laughs) has been making his empty micro penis threats all over the place, Um, and this seems to be like a really good summer. Yeah. For limp men mm-hmm. to make flaccid threats. Donald Trump saying, <laughs> I'm coming after you. Ron DeSantis saying, we're going to slit all their throats. Jason Aldean saying, try that in a small town. I mean, just if you're a weak white guy who talks a lot of shit and has nothing to back. Kevin McCarthy telling Swalwell, I'll kick the shit out of you before <laughs> stepping aside and letting him use the restroom. Wow. It's really a great it's. Hot guilt summer mm-hmm. for Trump has also just been the summer of empty threats by right wing douchebag men. Yep. I'm here for it. I mean, um, I, I actually want to, I, I want to talk about this. I wanted to just say about, um, as far as the leverage goes Please. for union members, yes. uh, for SAG and Writers Guild, I think uh, Governor Newsom came out and said last week that, you know, California is going to lose millions of dollars Absolutely. because, yeah. you know, we, we don't have any projects that are being shot. And I'm thinking that at this point, what other leverage can we have, right, as union members to be able to, you know, force the studios to come to the negotiating table and give us rightfully what is it that we deserve? And I'm thinking representatives, our political representatives have to be bugged, have to be called, yes. have to be emailed, mm-hmm. messaged, to harassed. be like, uh, harassed. We need you to go and talk to these 
freaking yeah. greedy studio executives to give us leverage to we're asking for a two percent raise. Nothing. It's it is nothing. nothing. Yeah. Bob Iger makes what seventy four thousand dollars a day. Correct. Mm-hmm. A day. Correct. Average writer gets paid what sixty six thousand dollars at most a year. Yeah, they're lucky if they make that. Precisely, and they have to have other side jobs. So, what other leverage can we have? Besides having our politicians get involved at this point to be like, look, this is getting out of hand. Like, what are you going to do? Like, drive people into poverty? But let's let's talk about another great social ill, which is the fact that it is these studios that give the most substantial donations to our politicians. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if, admittedly, we're in California. Sure. They're more on the side of organized labor, thank God. Sure. And we're trying to get some of our Congress critter friends to come visit us because we're out here for the month. So, we're wrapping on a few doors of people who've done the show before to try to talk about this. But what scares me is, you know how much of these studios donated to our elected representatives in this state. Right. And that might make Money it a bit dodgier for them. Exactly right. Pu- yeah. Privately, uh, publicly financed elections are the only way to go. I agree. Because if you're going to be negotiating labor, I don't want the people who are abusing the labor to be buying the politicians. Agreed. I agree. Agreed. But don't you feel also, do you feel... No, do blackmail, you, do you Moda. We need blackmail. Uh, we need listen. to get like photos of Bob Iger doing horrible shit in the 70s. I would And love let him that. know that we'll send it to his wife and his kids and his mistress. And then we'll get some justice. <laughs> I am about that life. I mean, Rob, it, man. did you watch that video by Rob? Ron Perlman, where he's like, he's like, I know where you live. Ron's in, Ron's joining us next week in studio. Oh my God, yeah. I love so, him. He's so fantastic. He's, I can't believe he said he'd come here. So we're very. He's, oh, he's, I love that. He's done the show in New York, but I've never got him out here before. He's but amazing. He's, he's very angry, so it's a good time to get him. And you he's know what? Great. I thought that that video might be might get taken down because he's he kind of. And thank God they didn't take that video down. So I, I know, was but very, it, he was talking very directly and threateningly about Bob Iger. He was. Yeah, he absolutely was. But and I'm nonviolence, but boy, I enjoyed that movie. I mean, Sometimes, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta. It's just ridiculous. The amount of money that everybody's losing right now is more than they would have to have done with the pay increases. It's the AI. That's the stickler. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But the genie's out of the bottle. Mm -hmm. Like I've been saying for a while, like in the next 10 years, we're going to see John Wayne in a movie. That's not right. You know, Christopher Reeve appears in The Flash. Ugh. And I don't. And George Reeves appears in the Flash, who killed himself. Yeah, he uh, did. for playing Superman. Yeah. I don't know how he'd feel about that. And I really, really hope the families got a check for that because I'm pretty sure Christopher Reeve hasn't been paid this year for being. And in the that's Flash. the prop. That's Justine Bateman is hardcore on that. She really is. She's been doing great stuff on that. She really has. And and it's it's like <sighs> Pat Noswell's wife. Right? Is that Justine Bateman? No. No? no? I'm sorry. No. No. Sorry. No, You're thinking that would, uh, that's Meredith Salinger's. Oh, yeah. sorry, wife. sorry. I'm thinking. But uh, if she was, that would that would be the that would be the three way long distance car trip for me. That would, that would work. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's you know, to me, it's just like this is the big chance, not just for Hollywood, for artists, for actors and writers to get some justice in terms of pay because most people think celebrities are well paid. Acting is wonderful. Yeah. Being an actor is incredibly hard. That's right. And Getting people need an education in that. But yeah. I, I also think that this could be a real, if, if we keep seeing more celebrities on the picket line, which yep. I love, our citizens are going to accidentally get a lesson in organized labor from a society that won't talk about it. Do you hear about organized labor on the liberal cable channels ever no. I, I've gone I go to the New York City Labor Day Parade I've never seen a helicopter I've never seen a media crew right. the people who own our media yeah. are not fans of organized labor so you can't even get the message out anymore yeah. Ralph Nader was saying for years we need a, a, a civics channel to talk about this but no one would watch it having celebrities on the picket line and talking about these issues yeah. is probably the best chance we have of educating dumb fucking Americans like me 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, a lot of people don't even know that 87% of SAG members don't even make. They don't right. qualify they don't for insurance. They don't qualify below the poverty yes, they line. Don't. They yeah. don't. don't even qualify for it. I know how that feels. <laughs> I know how that feels, too. We are at 866-997-4748. I've got to take some calls, but before we go to the break, did you have a nice indictment week? Was, oh, was, I did. I, mean, was I that a had a merry indictment week, definitely. This I is celebrated. We we uh, decorated the tree. Did you? That's yeah. nice. Me too. Yeah, yeah we sang the put indictment the carols. Lights, yeah, we put the lights up. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. I the celebrated. Trick or treaters came uh, over. It was really. Did nice. they really? Yeah. yeah same, it was really nice. I, I celebrated by lighting a giant blunt. Nice. <laughs> That's good. I mean, there's so much pressure. I find there's so much pressure to drink on indictment day every yeah, month. Like, so much pressure. Like, oh, you're not having a good time? Drink. And it's like, no, I can have a good time on an indictment day without drinking. I'm just, I'm just. Let me just enjoy the day yeah, for what it is. Just remember the day. But people forget the spirit of indictment days and. Unfortunately, we're going to have another one in Georgia Woo-hoo. this month. Um, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, more. We will get to some of your calls at 866-997-4748. This is SiriusXM Progress. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. By the way, Florida has effectively banned AP psychology classes. You know, they they banned AP African-American studies Mm -hmm. because Ron DeSantis is a performative racist and needs people to think that he's more racist than Trump because that's how cynical douchebags try to get votes. They had an order to school districts that teaching foundational content on sexual orientation and gender identity violates state law in psychology for the record the american medical association and the american psychiatric association both say that being gay is natural that being transgender and gender dysphoria are natural there is no conflict between the science on this there is only conflict with revoltingly fake christians Mm -hmm. and this is ron DeSantis who vowed to start slitting throats on day one because he's so deeply can we just say have you ever seen uh, DeSantis or Musk with Twitter have you ever seen something implode so quickly other than Scott Walker other than Scott Walker <laughs> no this is even better than Scott Walker it's I think. much better oh my god because I was never scared of Scott Walker I was scared it of DeSantis it was the one lazy eye year. though you know you never quite knew where he was looking with that one eye <laughs> well Bill Cosby's got the same thing uh-huh. yeah. well you know why that lazy eye is with Bill Cosby you know, why is that you know because no. one eye is like looking at the door and the other eye is exactly right doing yes. terrible deeds <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Progress. I'm joined by comedian Mona Shake and by the great Jody Hamilton, now executive producer of The Stephanie Miller Show. And also, my wife was saying, Charmy was saying before I came here, she's like, if, if, if Jody's on the show tonight, you have to ask her about Tokyo Pop because she was reading about your sister's movie mm-hmm. in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And it's really exciting that it's 
it's finally coming. It's finally coming back to theaters. People are going to see it. It is. It's going to be in New York this weekend. And Michael Cerveris, who is a star of Broadway, that's right. uh, was in the film. He played her boyfriend in New York. What is the story behind the film that it's been basically? Out of she's for kind so of. The, it's got it was. It came out in '86, um, and uh, she's this. She goes from New York. She breaks up with her boyfriend, and then just takes off and moves to Tokyo. And so she's this gaijin in the middle of Japan, all on her own, has no idea about anything. And then she meets this guy, and they become these huge rock stars in uh-huh. in, in Japan. And it's a sweet little love story. It's a cute film. Fran Kuzui, who also directed mm-hmm. uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, uh, she directed the film. And so they're, they're playing it this weekend in New York, and Michael will be there, and Fran is going to be there this weekend in New York. And um, then it's going to play here in Los Angeles uh, August 11th through the 17th or something. I have it written down um, in Los Feliz. Um, and it's, I don't know why. It's not like it's the 40th anniversary. It's a weird kind of year for it. To, but there's this real resurgence in wanting people wanting to see the film again. And it's just a sweet little movie. And when it was reviewed initially, uh, one of the reviewers here in Los Angeles said, he goes, um, eventually, um, Carol Burnett will be known as Carrie Hamilton's mother, <laughs> um, which was the nicest review you can wow. get, you know, and it's just a sweet little romantic comedy and it. It's, it's just a lovely movie. Um, but what I heard is that, that your mom and our friend Dolly Parton mm-hmm. were instrumental in getting this re-release to happen. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Wow. Oh. I love Dolly. That's great. Um, yeah, it's I a whole Dolly thing. And, and Franny, I mean, Fran's going to be in town and so is Yutaka, who's the, the star, the other star of the film. So they're going to be in town. So it's going to be nice. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And then hopefully uh, streaming very soon. I, well, I mean, I think it's on YouTube. Probably, oh, it is. Okay, well, but, we can do better. You know, we, we can, can do, do better. better than that. But no, I mean, it's can a. Can we find a way that people have to pay for a monthly subscription to see the movie? That's what I I'm would saying. love that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, uh, no, I mean, it's sweet. <laughs> and and uh, it's just it's just a sweet, sweet little film. And, and Carrie was really good in and it. And a real time capsule for the 80s, too. It really is. Yeah. In fact, Carrie's hair was super white at the time <laughs> and when she got to Japan because she had bleached it right before she got there her wow. hair started falling oh, out oh no so she had to get it cut really short she just had a tail from what her hair had been so her hair super short throughout the whole film a lot of hats and <laughs> and at the end of the movie she's in this recording studio and it was it was shot months later so her hair had grown out so it looks like months later and this, it's the closing credits of this uh, movie and it's called Hero Song and um, it's about their relationship and it's a beautiful song and it's it's just, it's it's a lovely little movie. And Yutaka at the time was a big rock star in That's Tokyo. Right. And he still is. But at the time, they were actually shooting this one scene and his actual fans started to swarm them. Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, the headline in the New York Times is, thanks to Carol Burnett and Dolly Parton, new life for 1988 film. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a I'm sweet so little movie. Nice. It's adorable. Nice. I want to come see it. Yeah, it's uh, it's in, uh, in Los Feliz. I have the theater written down somewhere in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in here somewhere. Uh, no, those are my. Cats. And and if you're not in New York or LA, just just look up Tokyo Pop and find out when it's coming to a theater or a screen near you. Absolutely no. Yeah. It's wait, I have it. Hold please. It's limited. <laughs> in, it's at the Los Feliz Theater, uh, eighteen twenty two North Vermont Avenue in LA. Um, <laughs> it's like movie phones right here. I know, us. it's right here, um, August 11th through the 17th. So. You have selected Tokyo have Pop. Tokyo Pop. Um, <laughs> no, it's a sweet little movie. It's like an hour and a half long. It's it's a cute little film. Nice. Love it. I haven't so seen excited. it in a while. I'm so excited people are talking about your sister. I, you I know? miss her. Yeah.
And this is her shirt. Very Aww. nice. <laughs> uh, Mona, I've got to ask you about what I brought up in the uh, last segment. Uh, Web3 is a joke. Yes, until... Because you're very busy. Until my ADD kicked in. And okay. then I was like, I want to talk about gajillion other things. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, we got to come back to Web3 is a joke. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, Web3 is a joke. So um, when the pandemic hit, my neighbor introduced me to Bitcoin. And oh. I was very mm. fascinated by the whole thing. I had someone get me to try some at a party once. It yeah. Was, I, I <laughs> I smoked Ethereum uh, I right before this. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, I, uh, I I really went down the rabbit hole, was very fascinated by the decentralized world and what that would look like, a world without banks telling you what to do with your money and mm. taking and stealing your money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Uh, three years later, um, so last year, I launched this thing. So I was like, ooh, how do we bridge the gap between crypto, Bitcoin, uh, metaverse, NFTs, and comedy? How do we bridge and, and that And pickleball. Gap? That, add that too. Please. Absolutely. Yes. Naked pickleball. Yeah. Uh, I will add that. Yes. And... Um, and so I came up with this uh, brand called Web3 is a Joke, and we do a comedy roast of all things Web3, uh, AI, metaverse, everything. So it's um, so smart. It's a. I, I hope so. I hope so. My mom doesn't think I am, but um, <laughs> it all goes back to mother. Why doesn't Florida do AP Psychology? Come on, um, <laughs> for God's sake! Uh, come on, we need that. And uh, so Web3 is a joke. Uh, we went to Bitcoin Miami this year. We were the only comedy event there. and The only intentional comedy event. The only yes. intentional comedy event. Yeah. There, everything was. Uh, RFK Jr. was there. He spoke. Like I uh, said. The so, only, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. interesting yeah. point of views there. He's done this show mm-hmm. a couple times. Uh, oh, you know, have you? Yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm a very f- big fan of his sane side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, um, so he really believes in backing the U.S. dollar with Bitcoin because mm-hmm. right now we believe that, you know, U.S. dollar is backed by gold, but he truly believes, well, we need it's a Bitcoin not. standard. So we need a Bitcoin standard. So that's what he's talking about. Mm. Um, but anyways. Among other things he's among, talking about. Yes. I'm, I'm, among many other things. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's kind of what I'm doing. That's I'm awesome. trying to how, bridge how do, the gap. How do, how do the riffraff learn more, Mona? Uh, the riffraff can learn more by going to my Instagram, uh, which is and my Twitter at Mona's Comedy. And I also launched on Instagram, uh, Web3 is a joke. Brilliant. And uh, the website should be coming out soon, and it's um, it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> putting this You're shit together. It's yeah. Good, yeah. You know? That's the thing about work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of goddamn work. That's why you call it work. Yeah. It's and then you show up and you're funny and they just think you just showed up and be funny. Yeah. And you know? then I'm like, I'm working like an immigrant over here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am an immigrant. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. It's funny because- um, As the children of immigrants, I'm very offended by that joke. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am an immigrant. <laughs> and, uh, As the great, so, great know. grandchildren. Yeah. I, I am an immigrant and that was the intent. So, um, <laughs> so. You got the job done. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's what that's what immigrants do. We get the job done. Absolutely. What Americans don't do. <laughs> I mean, just look at Melania. Uh, so. Exactly right. Uh, so she does that. the jobs Americans won't do, and she does the Americans Americans won't do. That's right. Um, let's go to the phone. Eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty. You know, I sent these women a whole list of topics, and we're just we're blowing the whole thing. Oh, who wants to talk about fucking DeSantis? Come on, Sean and Callie. Welcome. You're on with Mona and with Jody. Well, what a wonderful thing. It's like King Midas, as I was told. Everything that he touched turned to gold. He's the greatest of the great. Get it straight. He's great. John Fugel's saying can set a maggot straight. 
right. I had to get that out of the way. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, you know I'll me. I always got straight out tons of maggots. Back when I was a drill instructor in the Marine Corps, that's what we did. But go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know the you know wonderful evening. I'm I'm just having so much fun listening to all the the real comedians. Um, real quickly, I, I'm so it's nice that that I brought some real comedians in to balance out the synthetic Not thing me. that I I'm like the, the sentinel AI. of comedy. You know. <laughs> It's popular. Well, right but, the, <laughs> but, but the thing is, you know, you got, you know, all these people that are going to flip or should flip. I mean, just put yourself in their shoes. And they're talking okay, about yeah. the Donald Bin Laden, right? You yeah. Put yourself in their shoes right now. It's either he's going to become president again or you're going to prison. I mean, that's, that's really what I've been the, saying. The, that's that's the binary choice. I said this on Stephanie's show mm-hmm, this morning, and I said did. it last night. It's not about this old white guy or this old white guy. It's not about Democrats or Republicans. We are a reality show people. Reality TV is why this motherfucker became president yep, in the first right. place, and we are going to have the ultimate reality show vote next November. Yep. Season two of Trump in the White House or season one of Trump in the Big House? And that's what you're voting on if he's the nominee. Trump goes to the presidency or Trump goes to jail. That is going to turn people out to vote because it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Well, and, and I wanted to say, you know, I maybe you guys can rip me all you want, but I don't know why I find this so damn funny that Republicans or maggots, all the people supporting the Republican Party and everything are so bent out of shape about Barbie, right? I mean, their ideal woman, (laughs) their ideal woman is like a six foot blonde girl with, you know, beautiful. No, no, Barbie is their idea. Barbie's their ideal woman. She's plastic, materialistic, and doesn't have a uterus. It's all they want in a woman. Trust me. Well, they well they already have that in their bedroom, right? That they already have the. But what I'm saying is that that's these people are just so ridiculous, and, and I, I I think I'm wrong here. I don't know why it's so funny to me that I that I laugh at the stupidest joke in the history of jokes, which is you know why is Barbie does why does she she's never had children? It's because Ken comes in a different box. I don't know why that makes me laugh. This was all all foreplay to that joke, right? This whole call was just (laughs) leading us up to that climactic explosion of joy right there with the box. Okay. (laughs) But but that's what I'm saying. I mean, this is where we are in in our country. But Have you seen the Barbie movie, Sean? Have you seen the Barbie movie? No, my daughter and my wife have. Let me tell you something. The Barbie movie is an IQ test for male insecurity. The yeah. Barbie movie, it tests how m- tiny a man's micropenis is. Mm-hmm. You could, uh, on a scale of Alan Alda to Ben Shapiro, yeah. um, I saw that, the best thing about that movie I, I, is how it's gonna upset mediocre men for decades. Yeah. I mean, mediocre <laughs> I men- I haven't seen it, but I want to. Oh, the, I mean, from the beginning to the, the, the last line of this movie, it's worth seeing for the very last line of dialogue alone, which is, it's it's, it's not just feminism, it's satire. It's actual satire done by a corporation with a bunch of celebrities and a big budget. And it's the most one of the most subversive things I've ever seen in a studio greenlight. I can't believe it got made. I can't believe Mattel allowed it to be made. And to me, it was more shocking than Oppenheimer. It really was. I, I recommend seeing it as, a, as an insecure man. 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Jack fucking Smith dick slapped Donald Bin Laden, so there you go with that small penis stuff. There you go, but it was in a different box. He dick slapped the yeah. hell out of him. Okay, well, Hi. listen, Sean, you win the imagery award for tonight, and I thank you very much. Let me go to Lisa in New Mexico. Jody, I want to yes. say you are doing an amazing effing job on Stephanie. Good right? job. Thank you. Thank Aww. you. That's very nice. I called about 5,000 topics ago, but I was okay. just wondering if you thought <laughs> that that guy that said he was a teamster was for real. I thought he was for real. He seemed for real. Yeah. You did? Yeah. He you did to, too, Jody? Yeah. I sure did. He seemed to really have a know about the industry he works in. Yeah, yeah. I never doubted it. What made you think it was a, 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 a false flag? Mm, false flag. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. What, Maybe I've what, been listening what, to too much what, talk what, right no, but what made you think he wasn't the real deal? He just, I don't know, he seemed fake to me. Oh. Okay. Well, that's, I'm in L.A., that's most guys. <laughs> that's kind of what we do here. Yeah, that's camouflage for safety. But I well, loved your call. thank you guys so much for... Thank you. ...putting up with my bullshit tonight and making me laugh. <laughs> so, Lisa, thank you welcome. so much. Thanks for appreciating Jody like a good citizen. Um, <laughs> Have you guys seen anything that's inspired you this summer culturally? Any concerts or albums or books or TV I shows or films? the Fab Four. The Beatles tribute band? Yeah. How were they? They were fantastic. Yeah. I've never gone. I want to bring my kid to see them. They were at the Starlight Bowl in Burbank they're uh, all two much, weeks They're ago. all like twice the age the Beatles were when they broke up, right? Exactly. They're much older. And yeah. they're older and they are, I mean, they're a little heavier. Um, a little heavier. But, but I've seen they, the pictures. they're very funny. They've been playing, they've done more live concerts as the Beatles than the Beatles ever did. Exactly. Wow. And they, they, they have the accents when they talk. And then there's a Monkees cover band that opened for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was even better. Uh, uh, but no, they were fantastic. I was like, wow. And we got the tickets from a friend of ours. Judy Tenuta's uh, oh. boyfriend gave oh. he, he had an extra. He couldn't go. So he gave Lonnie and me the tickets. And nice. um, it was just like out, you know, out and about. for uh, The last concert I was at was at The Who in October. Nice. Um, but uh, they were amazing. It was like really, really good. I really want to bring my kid to see a Beatles tribute band. They were, I, mean, I took them to see McCartney last year. Well, that's but, you know. that's the real thing. Uh, <laughs> no, they were really good and they're, they're very funny. They have it down. They do all the eras. Wow. Um, nice. So it's it's costumes and everything. Yeah, these fantastic. Beatles keep on touring after 1966. That's what I like about it. Yeah. You can get to hear Sgt. Pepper songs. Yes. I've, I've been inspired Brilliant. too. I uh, watch uh, myself in the mirror after shower. And, oh, oh nice. really? Is that, that, that's the culture that worked for you, huh? Really inspired me to go to the gym and <laughs> Like, so uh, let's start hitting the gym here. I watched uh, you in front of the mirror on the internet because it was filmed. And uh, yeah, it inspired me in many ways. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah the mean, cameras really look nice on you. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, that's what the verdict is from the blind people. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, I, I, I was just going to say that uh, I can't wait to see uh, Trump uh, in an orange suit that's finally going to match his skin. I know. I know. Is he going to so, disappear? Space. Is he going to be invisible? I, I, <laughs> listen, I've said for a long time, I don't need to see orange clashing with orange i just need him to never hire judges again i'll yeah. settle for it's I'll, true i'll settle i will settle for watching him lose the popular vote a third time I, that's enough i really me. want to see melania trump date pete davidson um oh, yeah. oh that'll yeah. be fun that would be amazing I let me tell you something that. i i'm the best part about trump's funeral and that's saying quite a bit and there's going to be so much to look forward to from scott Bayo as a and ron jeremy as pallbearers you know to to putin coming in and shaking the casket saying bitch where's the be my money but um <laughs> the best part of trump's funeral is that you know melania is bringing a date you oh, know she's she bringing is. a date i can't wait i don't think she's coming 
I think she she's coming not. in other ways, but yeah. she's not coming to that funeral. Mm. I don't think she's coming. She's going to be with Pete. Um, yeah, so. she'll, well, she'll bring Pete. I'd yeah. love that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would love to see her. That's happy. an award he deserves. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and they deserve each other. Probably. They absolutely deserve each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to confess, I might be a bit happier if uh, Ivanka left Jared for him. That might make me. Even oh, happier. that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. That's oh, yeah. a good threesome right there. Oh yeah, um, it would last for about you know two weeks, but still. Yeah, I mean that's a porno right there. Uh, you know, <laughs> we gotta go. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Thea. I'm John Fugel saying keep it tuned to SiriusXM Progress. Peace. <laughs> 